When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To the podcast, uh, it's your grandma's favorite podcast. We are the Pens and Stuff podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And Abby's gone. So, yeah, she for that had- one bad review about her, this is the podcast for you. <laughs> yes, enjoy. That like three years ago, so I mean. Yeah, that was a, that was a long, long time ago, actually. Yeah, but- back when we were one mic on a table. Yeah, so. I mean, it just it wasn't it wasn't quality at all. So it wasn't what it was. Yeah. No, not like we are now. We have gotten much better. Anyway, well, this isn't a this isn't a behind the scenes fact. Welcome to the podcast uh, where we talk about everything from the Penguins to Justin Bieber and Tate McRae and the All Star Game. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this week for the Penguins. Yeah, we're recording on Saturday this week. We are recording on Saturday for those so, of you who are weekly listeners. So we do have we do have some thoughts on the All Star uh, Skills Competition that happened last night, but we're going to begin well, by I talking. Knew. You didn't watch it. That, well, that's true. I watched it. I watched a little bit of the the hardest shot. Um, okay. okay, that was that was on the on the on the screen. The YouTube's. Yeah, when I was when I was watching some of that. Uh, actually, no, I, I watched a little bit of it live. Uh, I was at a family gathering and. Snuck into the bathroom for about five minutes and wow, yeah, you know how that is. Don't let mom hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, seriously, you know how that is because I know you do that too. What? Anyway, uh, the Penguins had two games this week on Friday and Saturday, the twenty sixth and the twenty seventh of January, twenty twenty four. Yep, they played at home for both of them. One against Florida, which they lost in the shootout, three to two. Well, so technically it was two two, lost to the shootout, and then um, right. they beat Montreal in overtime, three to two. Uh, thoughts on these games? Um, a lot better than I thought it would be. Uh, if you guys are regular listeners, you heard me last week say that I didn't think the Penguins would would probably only get two points this week. and wound up getting three, which is awesome. I mean, we'll take the extra point. Um, but uh, I did I did see a little bit of the of the Flyers game or not the Flyers the Florida game. Um, and the whole situation revolving around Latang uh, and the quote unquote hit on who who was that that he knocked over? Uh, their their guy Sasha uh, Alexander Barkov. Barkov, that's it. Uh, and um, yeah, I I I saw the play, and quite frankly, I think 
I think the I think the the Florida Panthers were just looking for something to beef about um, because that was really an I mean Barkov fell. I mean he, he I, I don't think yeah. I don't think Latang even pushed him. I mean he may have like bumped him a little bit, and they did call interference on the play, which personally yeah. you, was a joke. Um, but I think. In my opinion, and if you're a Florida fan, you're probably going to uh, write me and tell me I'm an idiot. But in my opinion, I think Barkov was looking to get a double minor um, because that looked like a flop and it, it bit him in the butt because he hit his head when he fell down. And yeah, yeah, that that's my opinion on that play, at least in that in that first game. Um, but but yeah, the Penguins come back and tie it um, and uh, push it to a shootout. Yep. So. Yeah, good, good comeback uh, point yeah. for for the Pens there. Yeah, I watched I watched the third period of this game and then the uh, the shootout overtime overtime shootout. Uh, the overtime there were a lot of good chances for both teams, if I recall correctly. They were back and forth, and it was really it was a fun game to watch. Like just that period, and I I, I came in in the back end of all the fighting and the the aggressiveness. But what you were saying about Bar or Barkov looking for a penalty and them trying to get something to beef about. Yeah. That's how the Florida Panthers play. Like when they're when they think you're out to get them, they will they'll take it kick it to another level. That's why they were so good last year in the playoffs. Yes. Because no one yes. believed in them. And they were like, well we're gonna we're, prove you all wrong and kick it to another level and make yep. it. And so when Chris Letang is out for head, the head of Barkov, which, you know. Yeah, that's funny. He, he, he's not that kind of player. Like if it was, if it was a player like Tom Wilson, you could believe it a bit more. Oh yeah. But it's yeah. Chris Latang. Chris Latang's not physical at all. No, like, no. He'll get a little, he'll put the body on you, but he won't he'll, cheap shot you. He will, he will take a hit if it's there. Yeah. But he, yeah, like you said, he's not going to cheap shot you. And now, okay, if it was someone like Malkin, I could also see it. Malkin yes, is yes. a bit of a feisty player as well. I think the so, term you're looking but, for is hot head. Yes, but <laughs> but it's Latang. And so they just they yeah. made a mount, uh, mountain out of a molehill with that. Yep. And they they got physical and I mean it it shows in the 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 power play differential, right? We had two penalties, I think. We gave oh, we gave them three power play chances. They scored on both, and then we had eight power play chances in this game, and we got got one. Yeah, yeah. Um, story of the season. Yeah, well, yeah, and and yeah, it is the story of the season. But I, I yeah. loved Latang's reaction when Barkov fell down, and everybody on Florida's bench is going, "What's up with that?" And he's just looking at him like, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> he, yeah, he, he was. Bruh. Yeah, you kidding me? There you go, and uh, there it is. There it is. It's ridiculous. These these guys are just, a little bit, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, but yeah, good yeah. a good point there for the Penguins. That I mean, obviously, it was one that I did not think that they would get, uh, but glad they did. So it helps. I mean, every point helps, as we saw last year. <laughs> yep. And yep, who, failure who, to get even one gave yeah. Florida their their chance. Yeah, and who knows who knows what uh, Pittsburgh's gonna do here in the next month, and that's a little foreshadowing for 
coming up. Uh, another yeah, yeah. conversation topic. So we move on to Saturday. Yep. Back to back. Uh, both at home where the Penguins uh, were playing the Montreal Canadiens. Caden uh, Gooley with his uh, disgusting mustache scored in the first. <laughs> Lars Eller on his 100th game night mm-hmm. scored the the one to tie that at one. Then Yaroslavkovsky, uh, mouthful, scores on the power play. Jake Gensel scores it. Uh, 10.03 left in the period. And then uh, Marcus Pedersen puts the overtime winner in. Looking like prime Bobby Orr, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was. Not that it I was. Saw Bobby Orr play, but it was. It was a shot that the goalie probably should have stopped. Oh, all, for sure. In all honesty, yeah, for sure. Uh, but this game, uh, when I saw Jake Gallon was in that, I told Clara, my wife, I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna be able to light him up," and he played. Out of his head. They always do for like, some look reason. Look at their numbers and tell me the Penguins should not be putting six past them at, that night. Well, and, like, and look at the numbers. Yeah, but Jake I, Allen is not a good goalie. I would, I would be interested, and in if I had more time uh, to to devote to it, I probably would. But I would love to just um, look at goalie opposing goalie numbers against the Penguins compared to um, regular goalie numbers against against other teams. And um, I think, I think what you would find is that, is that the, uh, the goalies, when they play the penguins wind up, you know, kicking it up to another level Um, that, that their, their stats goals against average save percentage is always a tick higher against the penguins. That it always feels like that. It feels that way anyway. Yeah, but it could also be what we've talked about in the past and like the Steelers have struggled with is playing down to their opponents. No, that's too. That's true too. Like they they always do this and it's it bugs the patooey out of me. Yeah. That like how do you spell that? P A T H O O patooey. But O O Y. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no why. Patooey. That's patoo. Well, no, probably is what. Anyway, but just the idea that we can't beat the cupcake teams that we should beat. We can't beat the the guys who, you know, in other words, are trash. Like, yeah, we, we struggle against the bad teams, but we play really good against the good teams. Like this was like a like we 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 push Florida to a shootout, and then we the Canadians put lead the game up until the the, the overtime goal. They're either leading or tied. We can't get a lead on them. Yeah. And it's it's annoying, and it's frustrating. And the Penguins Penguins ran the pace to play the pace of this game for the most part of it, most of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at it, and we had we had 33 shots on goal to their 27. We won uh, two face-offs for their one. I mean, they scored once on the power play. We had two chances, didn't put any in. Again, we, the, we doubled them the in face, face-off wins? 61 to 39, pretty much, yeah. Holy mackerel. And then uh, we had more takeaways than they did, and they had 26 block shots. I think that was the big the big thing. Like, we attempted, what would that have been? What, what, 26 plus 33, that's 59 shots. We attempted yeah. 59 shots. Close to 60, yeah. And only, well, we probably attempted more. That's not counting the ones that missed the net well, and didn't get that's blocked. That's true. That's true, too. So we're shooting. We're just not shooting high-quality chances, and, 
a Montreal body was in front of them the entire time. But, uh, yeah, Montreal is a tough team for the Penguins this season. The other game we played was a 5-4-3 over a shootout win for the Penguins. Jansen Harkins putting it in. but uh, Oh, I remember that. I remember that yeah. game, yeah. That was a that was a good game, um, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I think anyway. I think you're right. I think the Penguins do play tend to play down to their uh, competition, and uh, you know, it it seems as if I don't know where this team is going this year. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. Um, we've got another what uh, two months basically, um, yeah, before the end of the season. And, um, what, I know I should know this, but let me, let me double check this. Where are we as far as, where are we? Come on. Standings. Yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to see. I believe we're seventh in the, oh, we're fifth in the Metro. Okay. Fifth in the Metro. Well, okay. We're so, tied with New Jersey and Washington below us, but we have a game in hand. Thir- we are currently, uh, five points out of third. Okay. 30, 32, right. uh, 32 games left to play many of them yep. are going to be within the division so th- this oh, is yeah. this is going to be um this is going to be the rest of this month in march um it's going to be telling i think we will know uh when is trade deadline uh i believe it's some the uh sometime in march yeah, I know it's March, but I, I was just wondering if you knew like the exact date. Uh, March eighth is the trade deadline. Okay, okay, first Friday, so Friday March second, second Friday in March, second Friday in March, and that's like a week before I'm in in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, yeah. For a, yeah, uh, your boy 16th. is going to be in Pittsburgh uh, for the Rangers game. So if you're in at that game on the sixteenth, yeah. If you're at that game. That Come game's going to be on me. ABC too, man. We have to we'll have to watch and see if we can find. Uh, we got see, pretty good seats. See We're if like we can see Al Andrew on the on the. Um, you, you got you got so. what what jersey are you wearing? So we know what to look uh, for. My sit jersey. I might wear my Gensel jersey, and I might. Is it Clara? My my wife might buy me one for my birth. Like buy me one so yeah, I can. Yeah. I'll use my Christmas money and buy one. Okay. So I might I might be rocking a. a, a who was I going to get? Elite offensive defenseman uh, Marcus Pedersen, the dragon. I, it might be Marcus Pedersen. I might be Marcus Pedersen, or we might get Jari Ned jerseys, Claire and I. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. So, okay, so we'll so see. here's so here's the question, or or here's what you need to do. Okay, just as we as we approach that uh, particular time a month from now, yeah. what what we will need from you, Andrew, is for you to um, post a picture on uh, social media of the Jersey that you will be wearing to that game so that we can look for you on the team TNV and, uh, and see if we can't see if we can't find you because I mean, I will, I will definitely be rocking my bright green, uh, uh, mighty ducks hat. So your, your bright green, your mighty ducks, green, uh, ball cap, right? Yeah, the uh, the district five. Are, are you going to wear it forwards or backwards? Because I wear it backwards. I'm a. I know you. Guy. I know you wear it backwards. But if you wore it forwards, it'd probably be easier to find you. Possibly, but then people behind me won't be able to come up and shiv me in the back because they hate the podcast. So well, that that that's also true. That's yeah, also true. yeah. So anyway, that, it'll it'll be a fun game to be at. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to living vicariously through you on that too yeah. because that'll be fun. 
It'll be fun. Yeah, I'll be sending that. pictures. Don't you worry. Oh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm sure you I'm will. A, I've never been to Pittsburgh. So one of the guy, one of the elders at the, uh, my church calls it arm Pittsburgh. Cause yeah. he doesn't like the city. Apparently whatever. So. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, the, I've been to Pittsburgh, uh, as an adult twice as a kid, I was there, I think five or six times. And I never, I never recall having a bad experience. Um, your grandfather and I went to uh, to a, a Steelers game at Old Three River Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. were they were playing a Monday night game against uh, the Packers, and just the tailgating and the the crowd and walking in, and your your grandpa was a Green Bay fan, and it what? was yeah he, he he was and walking he he had his Green Bay paraphernalia on, and I thought man he's gonna get he's gonna get butchered right but yeah. they were really nice to him and they actually talked football with him which was awesome you know he yeah. talked about brett, yeah. brett Favre was on the team at that time and and just so this was early 90s and end of yes the 80s, yes end of, yeah, yeah early uh mid, mid to late 90s yeah okay and uh and so yeah that was it was just really really cool um i think i think pittsburgh is a is a really neat city and i like i said it's been um well, it's been a long time since I've been there. So, uh, one thing I've noticed we'll see. is that fans will be cordial to you if you're cordial to them. But if you're a, a dipwad, like being crude and rude to them, most of them will not. You know, they won't take it lying down. Right. But they'll if you're if you're not being a jerk. Right. About them, which is why they hate Baltimore fans and Cleveland Brown fans because they're all. Dipwads. And Cincinnati Bengal fans. I mean, uh, I, I there was a little kid at Pathway one of the churches I was at yeah. time, that he was a Cincinnati fan okay. when they were playing the chiefs, his brother had a Pat Mahomes jersey on oh, and then yeah? he had a Jamar chase jersey on. And uh, <laughs> I was like, Hey, I like your jersey. I'm voting for the chief uh, Bengals because I can't stand the chiefs. So I was voting for the Ravens. Yes, I know. And people are going to land base me, but I like Lamar Jackson. I, he's a fun <laughs> quarterback to watch, but yeah, I, 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 I didn't get that far in my, that's understandable. I mean, I, I guess, I guess technically, I was rooting for Baltimore to win that game, but um, just because I'm so sick of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, I'm very just, sick of. I'm not sick of that. I'm just sick of him with his podcast. His, the podcast, the players who have podcasts are so obnoxious. It's think? so annoying. It's like, wait till you retire, then you can step into that that arena. You know, like mm-hmm. you don't. We don't need one while you're doing it. Like same thing with uh, uh, Draymond Green. Or Micah Parsons, or all these guys with podcasts. Yeah. Like, wait till you retire, yeah, and then you can have a podcast. Yeah, like Ben did. Yeah, I mean, Ben still gets in trouble with his podcast weekly. So <laughs> that's stuff that yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Well, but, and thing thing I like about Ben is he's not afraid to speak his mind. No, yeah, and he's not beholden to Pittsburgh as a franchise nope. either. So no, which is crazy because he played his whole year. He's still living in Pittsburgh. Oh isn't yeah, he? yeah, suburbs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, so anyway, uh, now that this has kind of turned into all sports <laughs> podcast, which is bad. We like not, sports. Not bad. Uh, <clears throat> we have to talk about one of the biggest clouds hanging over the Penguins this year. Not their power play. We've talked about this plenty, uh, but we got to talk about the the idea that Jake Gensel has refused a contract. There's been reports coming out. 
Uh, let me make sure I get this right from who it is, uh, who it's from. But there is reports that uh, Dubis offered up a, was it a uh, six-year, $8.5 million contract? Is or, or A six-year, $50 million contract. So 8.5, basically, per to year. keep him around yeah. in Pittsburgh. Until he's, what would that be? If it's six years, he's 29, 35. 35. Uh, but, and he... What they say is that he he hasn't signed it yet. There's no thoughts that he rejected it, or th- there's no nothing saying that he rejected it. But there aren't. He's not signing it. So, uh, what do you do with Jay Gensel? That's that's the question. What's what do we do with Jay Gensel here going forward? Um, obviously, you know we're not out of the playoffs yet, but Jay Gensel could get quite a haul. That's that's the thing you're stuck with. Like you have a guy who won't sign or isn't signing an extension with you, and he's in his prime, and you could get a haul for him. You know, from a team that needs him. Thinking like a team like, uh, let's see, New Jersey. You know, well, you won't trade interdivisional. I don't think uh, Boston maybe uh, a Vancouver. Vancouver was in the running until they got Lindholm, but they they're not done. Jim Rutherford likes likes Gensel. He loves him some Jake. So you could see it. Uh, maybe like a Dallas. I could see Dallas pulling the trigger on him. Um, the Minnesota, if they yeah. were not buns, I could see them pulling the trigger. But <clears throat> what do we do with Jake Gensel here moving forward? That's the question. I'll let you talk. Well, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> you know, you you mentioned um, you mentioned Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota is a possibility. I really don't. I mean, uh, he may, he may, he may want to go there, um, but I really don't think Minnesota is really a viable option for for Jake at this point. That's, but and again, that's well, that's well, just that's just me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, they're seventh in the seventh in the central, and they are uh, what would that be? Uh, well, forty-seven minus fifty-four, like. I guess they're not that far out of a playoff spot. They're they're seven out of a playoff spot, seven points. Minnesota, yeah, yeah, that's that's doable. Is it a possibility? No, but it's doable. Like, so they may they may pull the trigger on someone like Jake, but I don't know their cap situation either. But would I guess would you even entertain the idea of trading him? Would you just ride it out? And obviously, you have to wait to find out where you're at by the deadline. You know, like. The Penguins, unfortunately, they don't have a lot of interdivisional games coming up yet until the end of March. Like we play in, in this month of February, we play uh, the New the the Islanders and the Philadelphia Flyers. Those are the only two teams interdivisional we play, and uh, then we play in the uh, Washington before, before the deadline, on the fifth and the seventh. Is, are you saying before what? the deadline? Before the deadline, yeah. And, and then we play Columbus, Washington. So we have four divisional games before the deadline. And then we play the Rangers, the Devils, the Blue Jackets, the Blue Jackets, the Rangers, the Islanders, the Caps, and the Devils again. So, like, after the deadline is when most of our <clears throat> divisional games come up. So it's going to be difficult to know where we sit in the division. Yeah. Yeah. That, before the deadline. That is, that is kind of. <sighs> kind of the crux of the situation, isn't it? I mean, I think I, I think what this move tells us 
is that Jake wants to try the open market. Jake doesn't want to sign with Pittsburgh um, until he sees what he can get from other teams as a free agent. So I don't think, I don't think Jake is going to sign any contract that is multi-year at this point. Um, I I don't think well I I don't think Jake's going to sign a contract period at this point, um, until the end of the year. Yeah. Um, now the question is, at, you know, if you're Dubis, do you believe that Jake loves the Penguins and wants to stay with the Penguins enough that he would? you know, entertain offers from other teams and still choose Pittsburgh if the deal was competitive, right? So, yeah. or or would he go to some other team in the offseason? So I guess if Dubas thinks that Pittsburgh would not be able to compete with some of these other teams as far as the dollars on the contract, then absolutely you need to trade him before the deadline because you need to get, yeah. you need to get something for Gensel. You can't, you can't let him walk for nothing. Okay. No. So, so, so it basically to, in my mind, it comes down to what, how Dubas is thinking through this whole thing. Um, is he thinking, you know, I, I'm going to be able to sign Jake in the off season. We're going to be okay. Or does he think, you know, teams like, you know, Minnesota, teams like uh, Vancouver, teams like even Washington or, or you know, within the division. Oh, it would kill me to see Jay Gensel in a Caps jersey. Yeah, or, or an Islanders oh. jersey or a Canes yeah. jersey. But at, the, but at the same time, but at the same time, if you, if you think that is going to happen, then entertain trades now and see yeah. what you can get for them. Because if you can get two, three draft picks and a prospect and a NHL ready player now, then to me that balance is worth it. I mean, Jake is a point. He's, he's basically a point per game player right now, just a little under regular season over that in the playoffs. Um, I think, I think you could get a very huge return on someone like Jake. But that's yeah. that's just me. And again, I'm not a I'm not a GM. I don't I don't do this for yeah. a living. Here's an idea. Yeah. Okay. And again, pie in the sky. Super mm-hmm. high out there. <clears throat> but what if did you hear me out? Jake Gensel, you know, we're we're still in the playoff hunt, but Jake Gensel's not signing. He says, I'm not gonna sign with you. So this is my last season here. Okay. He says that. Or you just get that feeling. Yep. You send him and Nedeljkovic or, here's an idea, Tristan Jari and Jake Gensel to the Anaheim Ducks for John Gibson, Trevor Zegers, and a couple picks thrown in, maybe a prospect instead of the picks. Okay. Like you get get an NHL caliber goaltender who is under contract. You get Jake Gensel who will help you win, you know, will help you win now. And obviously – we may have to throw in a pick or a prospect, and I'm okay with that. I'll sure. throw in Alex Nylander. But you get Trevor Zegers. And Abby brought up Trevor Zegers last week, right? Yes, she did. You, you, you get Trevor Zegers. You get, you get John Gibson, who is 
you know, he's off your books at the end of the year. You can go on, make a big splash in free agency or in the goaltending pool, or you just bring up Joel Blomquist and let him trial by fire, right? Sure. Like, he's supposed to be one of the best goaltending prospects, at least he was, and you have him. Yeah. And and Zegers is only making 5.8, which is what Jake is basically making now. And so you have and it's, you'd that's that's what that he was has. that's what he was offered right basically, basically well no he was offered eight point five oh okay okay I'm sorry you're right yeah right. but uh, and of of course again pie in the sky but I mean okay let me add this to it let me add this to it you you make that trade at the deadline and then what's to say that you don't sign Jake in the off season because he's still a free agent. There you go. Yeah. Would he sign in Anaheim? I doubt it. Unless Anaheim, Anna, <clears throat> excuse me. Unless Anaheim gives him 10.5 for five, you know, like, or, or the, or the, or the franchise. <laughs> yeah. You know, here you, yeah. you can have the franchise. Yeah. Not that I but, think he's that great of a player, but yeah. Bleacher report has them both on the block. Another one. And, and I, I saw the stat out there that the penguins sit, at giving giving up the least amount of goals in the league. Are like you serious? There, yeah, their defense is there. Their goaltending is there. But the problem is the we're not scoring. We're like twenty fourth in scoring. Can, and the problem is, what have we pointed to? The power play. The, well, the power play. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're right. Go ahead. Finish and your I, thought. I said we're winning all these close, like two, three games, three, two games, like one, two games, one, nothing games. If we could just score on the power, and, and in those games we're scoring, we get like five power play chances, and we're not scoring on any of them. Yep. And that's the problem. If we could just score once, we'd be at least getting a point out of the games. Yeah. At least a point, but we're not getting anything. And so there's got to be something happening. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Todd Reardon has to go. Yeah, Todd Reardon is the guy in charge of the power play. He's in charge of the defense. Yes, the defense looks great, but the power play is absolutely disgusting. And with with Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel. Eric Carlson, Chris Letang, Afghani Malkin, Brian Russ, Ricard Raquel, these names, we should be scoring on the power yeah. play. There's no yeah. reason why we shouldn't be. I, I, agree, I agree with you. 110%. And, and you're, wasting, you're wasting the last year of all three of these guys being here because if we don't win, They're gone. we've got too much cap on the books. We, we have to ship off somebody. Yep. yep this, I believe this is the last year. I, I And Mike Sullivan's career might be in jeopardy. And yeah. I love Mike Sullivan. I think he's a great coach. I do too. But something's got to give. And I think the only reason Mike Sullivan's not gone yet is because Kyle Dubas is brand new to the team. And he feels like he's got to give Mike Sullivan at least a year. I, I, I think, I think that's a good, I think that's a good, uh, a good take. I think that's, I think that's true. Um, yeah. A, a anybody else? So. Like if, if, if this had been Kyle's second, third, fourth year, yeah. Yeah. Sully may have been gone in, in December, but, um, yeah. but we'll, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I, yeah, your 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 point about Todd Reardon is is well taken, and I think I think that's that's a good point. But yeah, you know, do you do you do you fire Reardon or do you bring on one extra assistant just to work on the power play? Keep Todd pumping that defense. Yeah, can you can you because get, it's doing so yeah. well? Or do you do you bring yeah. in another assistant just to work on that power play? I don't know. The problem the problem is though. How do you how do you pull that away from him after he's been here for how long has he been here? Okay, he, he came in right after here's, he lost here's the how, Capitals lead. He, here's how. Oh for thirty four. Yeah, yeah. 
with that yeah. talent, I'm sorry, yeah. that's not okay. You, yeah. You're done. Your power play, your philosophy, your scheme, whatever it is, it's not working. And we got to yeah. go a different direction. That's how you do it. That's true. But that's me. <laughs> no, I uh, I agree. Other guys on the block that the Penguins could be looking at is uh, Vlad Tarasenko off out of Ottawa. Okay. He's on a one-year, $5 million contract. Um, Vlad's, I didn't realize Vlad was in Ottawa. That's right. Yeah, he let, he, he came after I don't know, uh, though. Dabrinka got traded. I, I'm just throwing out names right now because uh, we what we need is an offensive wing, right? And and the only guys on there, like, I mean, Duclair, maybe. No. Uh, Anthony Mantha. No. Like, I don't, Tanner Pearson comes back to, to, to Pittsburgh, but like what we need is a guy who will, I don't know. And honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Ricardo Kelly. Like he's, he's carrying a big, big load of cap and he's just, he's not been performing. And I mean, it is his first year on that new contract, I think. And so it's, it's tough to be like ship him off after he's, just got his but his uh deal, but I'm yeah. still not feeling it. But yeah. All right. So uh that's that's our talk on Jake Gensel to shake up in the league that are in the on the team that needs to happen. We got a couple more things to talk about here. Um running short on time. But uh we've got uh to talk about the all star skills competition that happened last night, uh Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I watched the whole thing. And I will say, in the past, uh, we have had guys who are just out there for kicks and giggles, not really doing their hardest, uh, not really trying to win. They're just out there to have fun, which is is fine, you know. But this year, they they completely overhauled the whole thing. Uh, And it was, in my opinion, one of the most fun I've had watching a skills competition in any sport, really. the NFL does a good job with it, but it was just it was a it was a blast. Um the way it worked is you had twelve guys, I believe they were all voted on by the fans, um, to to participate in it. You had uh let me see if I can get this right. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon, you had Kale McCarr, you had Elias Pedersen, you had JT Miller, you had who's the other Vancouver Oh, Quinn Hughes. Wow. Uh you had Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. Um, Austin Matthews, Willie Styles, William Nylander. Um, who else did you have? Oh, David Pasternak. And you had one, oh, Matthew Barzell. Um, and then a couple other guys that I can't remember right now, but, okay. uh, basically they were out there. They, they, they competed in four out of the six challenges. They got to choose. And then after, and, uh, the top five in every one of those competitions got points. So the first one got five. The first place person got five, four, three, two, one as it went. And then you combine those totals. After those six rounds, the bottom bottom four guys got kicked out. They they couldn't compete anymore. And then uh, the eight of them faced off against the eight of the goalies, the eight all-star goalies, and in a one-on-one like showdown, shootout, challenge kind of thing. And uh, the goaltenders... They were they were offered whoever whichever goaltender made the most saves got a hundred million dollars a hundred hundred thousand dollars okay hundred thousand dollars so they they have incentive to stop the pucks 
the 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 players are playing for a million dollars. The one champion of the skills competition gets a million dollars. Wow. That's and a- so so after the shootout, the bottom two teams, bottom two guys get kicked out. They don't play anymore. And then the final one is an obstacle course that they have to compete uh, compete in. And then the 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 top guy gets ten points. Second place gets eight, seven, six, five, four down the line with point totals. Okay. And then after that, whoever has the most points win. Connor McDavid won. Uh, because of course he did, uh, but <laughs> it was it was really a competition to see who was going to be second place, which was Kale McCarr. But all in all, it was really yeah. fun because what I heard is they they the NHL knew something had to change with the All Star Skills competition. They knew it because they were like these guys aren't really competing; they're not they're not into it, right? And and so what well, they they money incentive, but they went to Matthews, they went to McKinnon, they went to McDavid, they went to a bunch of players and were like, what would make this more fun for you guys? What yeah. would make you compete in it? Yeah. And they were like, they threw it out there. And so some of them, like the final obstacle course, McDavid had some help in designing because it's kind of like his off-season ritual, which not really fair. That No, not at all. But but it, it was like, and then Matthews had some say in what they were doing. And it was really cool. And it was really fun. And uh, they did a really good job with it, which I don't say often to the NHL, but I, it, was, it was a really good time. If you have time, go to YouTube if you haven't watched it watch the uh one-on-one versus the goalies because i'm sure it's out there somewhere sure that was that was awesome gorgiev pretty much blanked mcdavid nice and and we were talking about how gorgiev didn't belong or abby did someone was making fun that gorgiev got the all-star not but he played he played really well in the in the shootout cool so so unfortunately i won't be able to watch the the all-star game so so here were the 12 competitors i got a list in front of me so do you want me to give that to you so that, that we, mm-hmm. we don't miss mm-hmm. anybody? Uh, David Pasternak, Nathan yep, McKinnon, Kale McCarr. Said it. Yep. McDavid and Dreisaitl. Said him. Matthews. Or, yep. or, or Matthew Burzell. Nikita Matthew Burzell, Kucherov. Yep. Oh, I miss Kucherov, yeah. Uh, Austin Matthews and William Nylander, Elias Peterson, yep. Quinn Hughes, and JT Miller. Those, yep. are, those so are the 12 I only guys. miss Kucherov. What? You only miss Kucherov. I only miss Kucherov? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kucherov was not into it at all. He did not want to be there. You could tell. He was lax days ago. He sucked. Like there was a passing challenge and he maybe got one on the on the target, right? And it was but they did the they did the target shot, the precision shooting. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. But they used the the breakaway targets again instead of the stupid light up ones. Oh, like the, was, like the styrofoam things? Yeah, it was so much better. Yeah. Like those light up ones were awful. And like, yeah, cause sometimes they worked, one, sometimes they didn't. Yeah. There was one, uh, I think it was PD. No, it was McCarr. Kale McCarr. He was shooting and he, he didn't think he got one. So he had to keep going and he missed a couple and then he hit it again. But the replay showed that he didn't nick a little bit of the top. And so it counted. So we got some time shaved off, which Helped him make it to like get more points because he was like second behind. Oh, McDavid. so they they did a review and they took like the they, time yeah. that he shot at that a couple more times. Yeah, they took that time off. They took that time off. Yeah, they wow. shaved it off. Yeah. Now, see, to me, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the last one he cool. was shooting at. Right. It wasn't the last one he was shooting at. So they took the time that it took him to hit the target and took it away because, and then they just added what he hit at the end. No, that yeah, so I was, get it. Yeah, that's cool. It, it was they. They did it very well. Done. They had musical guests in between the, and it was kind of. I was like, well, I don't like, care like when they like when they were setting up the different 
Yeah. Like after after some guys got knocked out, they would have a musical. And I was like, uh, I didn't really care for that. But well done NHL with the All Star Skills Competition. It was it was something to be excited about and watch and have fun. Nice. And there was so like there was sorry, I know I'm going long. There's oh, the one timer challenge. Okay. Crosby and uh, Crosby and Bedard were out there as passers for the one timers. So Crosby being left-handed would pass to the left-handers. Mm-hmm. Bedard being right-handed would pass to the right-handers. And it was really cool because, I mean, like Crosby obviously sent the kid and then Connor Bedard is like the next Sidney Crosby, you know, next like kid. Yeah. supposedly. <laughs> and so it was like, it was just really cool to see him. And they, they interviewed, it was Matthews, McKinnon, Crosby, and Bedard in the locker room before the Aubrey thing. And PK Subban and Kevin Weeks went in there and they were interviewing them. And it was really funny because, because they're all, all of them were number one picks at one time. Right. And so he was like talking to him, like, what would you do with a million dollars or whatever? And they're like, he, they went over to Crosby and he was like, well, I, I can't get it. But he's like, I'm just walking around the room trying to break, make some deals with some guys in case they do win it. Like, <laughs> yeah, pass some, pass some money over my, it was really that was really cool. Anyway, that is cool. That sounds like it was a it was a good uh, a good good show for the NHL and and hopefully it's you know a good sign of things to come for them. So I, I like the fact that they're listening to the players. I like the fact that yeah. they're taking that advice, and I think I think that'll go a long way to uh, improving and and promoting the game. So there you go. Yeah, I think it, I think it'll be uh, it's it's going to be. Yeah, I hope they keep it because I could see him being like, "Oh, that was fun for one week, but let's go back to exactly how we've done it before." Yeah, let's but, not do that. Let's like the player, the players draft too. I think that is that's something that I'll. I don't know. Yeah, Abby told me she stayed up till midnight on. When did they do that? Thursday night. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday night. Yeah. She she stayed up till midnight watching the replay of it. So. <laughs> that's crazy. That's like, I would. That's like, not. girl, why? Um, but. Yeah, something I was a little annoyed with is they made, so for Matthews, right? Mm -hmm. They made his assistant captains, Marner and Riley, I think Morgan Riley. Right. And it's boring because you don't want to see Matthews play with guys. He plays with every, every day. Right. It's like the point is to see Matthews play with Crosby and, you know, like yeah, other guys. So that's something that I was a little irked with. Same with McKinnon and McCarr. Like I understand you guys are buddies, But you play with each other every, like something cool is Quinn Hughes and Jack Hughes being on a same team because you don't see them play together. I don't think Hughes is actually playing though Jack Hughes because he's still injured, right? But um, all right. So all that being said, let's give our grades for the week for the Penguins. This is simply for the Penguins, not about the midseason awards. So Jim, go ahead. Okay, um, I'd give them a B, a B. Yeah, that's where I that's where I'd land. Um, yeah. I thought I'll, I'll go B plus. I I think I think so. they played they played very well against Florida. I think they played less than well against Montreal. Um, but um, to come away with three points out of those two games, I think is a is a big plus. And I think having this uh, week of rest for the majority of them. Uh, is really good for them as well, and I think it's I think they're going to come back 
from the all-star break. And, and I, I, I hope, I, and I pray that we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, a, a, a more focused team, a more, a well-rested team. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch here in the, yeah. in the near, in the near future. Agreed. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they played well. They controlled pace to play in the Montreal game for the majority of that game. So I think I think they did play well. They just could not get shots towards Jake Allen, which was the problem. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. So what about the point total? Uh, what's what is our thoughts about the point total for next week? They play two games that we will not talk about like that. We won't that they play Winnipeg at 7 PM. And then on, on Tuesday, the sixth and then Minnesota at nine or Minnesota on the ninth at 8 PM. And then they play Winnipeg on Saturday at 10, but we will be recording that morning. So I was like, uh, thoughts on those two games. Do we think, uh, what, what do we think is going to happen there? Um, so this week with the two games, I think we will see, um, I think we'll see Pittsburgh pick up maybe three points. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if they beat Winnipeg in regulation, um, or even beat Winnipeg at all. Uh, but we'll see that game is at home. So it's, you know, it's a different animal. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I think, I think Minnesota will be a win. Um, and it, again, it, it, it depends on if, if, if uh, Fleury's in net for that game, because Fleury always plays against the Penguins well. So um, most, I shouldn't say always, most of the time. Um, but I think, I think uh, I'll say three points, three out of four. How about you? Fair. Fair. I, I, I would say that as well. Uh, I'd, I'd say three, maybe four. Um, I, I hope, I mean, obviously I hope we get I, four. Yeah. I, I'd say like, ah, oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> it is see, hard, isn't it? Winnipeg is a toss up. I could see the Penguins playing really well against Winnipeg or just absolutely selling it in. Well, yeah, I mean, it goes back to our our discussion on do the Penguins, you know, the Penguins playing up to their potential or up to their competition and down to their competition. Yeah, so exactly, it's hard. So so now, so maybe it's maybe it's three points the other way. They beat Winnipeg and lose in overtime to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Now see what you said about Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, I've got the stats in front of me. He doesn't always play well. No, no, uh, and I I corrected four myself. And four. Okay, he's four and four in eight games with a goal against of three nineteen and a save percentage of nine hundred in his career versus the Penguins. And, and one of those games was that game he let in four in the first period. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that was yeah. that was sad. Four on fourteen shots. Yeah, yeah. And then he got pulled. Yeah, he had a twenty one oh two goals against and a six hundred save percentage in that game. Yeah, so not good. Not good. I will say. Four points. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Four points. I'm not okay. betting on it, but I'm predicting four points 
Fair enough, man. So let's take a break here from DraftKings Sportsbook and be back with random crap we want to talk about today. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. They've got lines such as the Chiefs on the money line at plus 105. And I like George Kittle at an, as an anytime touchdown scorer at plus 140. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boo Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the top 45 players of the last 45 years uh, made by me. It's a scientific method uh, taking points and awards and Stanley Cup appearances, Stanley Cup finals and playoff success and how many teams you played on and uh, puts it together and throws out this list. So um, for those of you who haven't been following along either on, on the website with the blog that's updated weekly with, you know, the guys who I talk about this week or to the podcast, here is who we have so far. Some honorable mentions include likes uh, Eric Lindros. Jim is very happy that he's on the list. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Phil Kessel, some other guys like that. But uh, the list is as so. We got Chris Letang at 45, 45, Duncan Keith, Jonathan Taves, Andre Vasilevsky, uh, Mike Madonna, Austin Matthews, uh, Eric Carlson, Ed Belfour, Martin St. Louis, or excuse me, Martin St. Louis, Anze Kopitar, Heinrich Lundqvist, Marian Hossa, Tuka Rask, Pavel Datsuk, Patrice Bergeron, Joe Neuendijk, Adam Oates, and Timu Solani, Ron Francis, and Scott Niedemeyer. So that's uh, 45 through 26. That brings us up to where we are at now with 25 at through now. 21 today. Okay, so I'm looking at I'm looking at these players uh, kind of faded out on your little picture here. And I, I yes. think I know who this guy is on the far left. Uh, and I think I know who this guy Where? is kind of in the far middle. left, the like guy, between Francis and Belfort guy, or behind Francis, right behind Francis. <laughs> oh, who's that? Who's that? I, I, I think, I think that's uh, Alex Ovechkin. Uh, Cause well, that, that it, looks it, like it his, that looks like his celly, you know, just yeah, raising it, it wouldn't be uh 45 of the last 45 list without. I agree. Kobe. I so agree. He's somewhere on here. No, I, I agree. I but, don't, I don't know if he's today. But he's probably, not probably no. not. That's spoiler. And yeah, OV is that one. And who okay. were you? What were you saying? Um, I see Yager in you there. You said you and, 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 and Yager's probably today. I'm, I'm thinking just because he's played for every single Yager team in the NHL. In, in the <laughs> middle Yager? here, just like there's, there's uh, the right here. Yeah, that guy. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not Yager. Are you sure? 
I'm a hundred percent sure. Uh, All right. So here okay. we go. Uh, I think you're teasing with me, 20, but that's okay. Go 25 ahead. through 21. <laughs> First off we have. Oh, wait, I can't. How do I, how do I, Oh, there it is. Jerome Ginla. Jerome Ginla is on the list. Jerome and he's Ginla. At 25. This is very tricky here. This top 25, just because they're all good and they could go pretty much any way, except top three are pretty, it's the top three. So, yeah. 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 Uh, but Jerome Ginla, uh, he had exactly 1,300 points in his career. Fun fact about Jerome Ginla. Yeah, uh, 265, yeah. two, 625 goals, excuse me, and 675 assists. He played a 20-year career mm-hmm. uh, and only got to 50 goals twice and never surpassed 100 points in his career. Uh, he brought home hardware in the form of a Art Ross, a Ted Lindsay, two Maurice Richards, one King Clancy, and a Messier, plus four all-star knots, which... I realize I may have been weighing too heavily all-star notes, so I apologize. Seeing some of the all-stars this year, it's like, yeah. Uh, does JT Miller really deserve to be there? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, what goes against his argument to get higher on the list, which he could arguably be, arguably have mm-hmm. been, is he only made the postseason eight times. Yep. In tw- twenty years, uh, it, it'll be kind of that will be kind of a theme, kind of with a couple of these guys, yeah. is po- postseason lack of success. Um. Was he on four different teams? Uh, he played five different teams. Five different. Teams. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, but uh, again, uh, no, it's okay. He only he only averaged ten games per appearance, so that means you know he made it to maybe round two ish. Uh, he only made the finals once, and he lost it to Tampa Bay, and I believe that was o two o three. Yeah. Um, and he averaged eight games per postseason. No, wait, what? Oh, you take out the cup run. There it is. And he averaged only eight games per postseason appearance. Uh, Aginla played on five different teams throughout his career, playing 16 years with Calgary, two and a half with Colorado, uh, and parts of seasons with Boston, Pittsburgh, and Los Angeles Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to knock him for playing on five teams because he did play 16 years with Calgary and 18 and a half with two teams out of the 20. So yep. all that makes Jerome Aginla sit at 25. And you're going to love this next one here at I, 24. I am? Okay. You Hit are, me. yeah. Hit me. Brandon Shanahan. Hey, I like Brandy. I don't. I, you've you've said some things about him in the past that made me think you didn't. Oh, he he really was he was the he was an agitator. He was yeah. a, he got under your skin. Yeah, he putting to, putting to this together. I went back and watched the the what was it the Rumble in Hockey Town or whatever with Cal uh, yep. Colorado yep. and yep. Detroit. Yep, that was fun. I yep. posted on Facebook. I was like, "This is hockey, guys. This is why the sport's the best sport in the world." Yep. Um. Anyway. Uh, Brandon Shanahan uh, posted 1,354 points in his career with 656 goals, 698 assists in 15, excuse me, 1,524 games. Individually, he was nominated to three All-Star Games and a King Clancy Award for, get this, leadership and humanitarian contribution. <laughs> Brandon Shanahan won the King Clancy. Uh, anyway, Shanahan played nine years in Detroit, five in New Jersey, four in St. Louis, one in some change in Hartford, and two in New York with the Rangers. That's 21 years. Uh, he made it to the postseason 19 times in 21 years. Nice. The only, and for those of you who can't do math, he only missed two years, making it 90.4% of the time. Pro- probably the two years he was in Hartford. I would assume. Uh, <laughs> the reason he isn't high is higher than Nginla, because Nginla, you know, could have been put higher than him. It's because he won three cups. Mm-hmm. Nginla won None. He only made it to one. Uh, Shanahan made it to three, one, three, and he won it all with Detroit. Uh, all three were with Detroit. I thought he won yeah. one with New Jersey too, but okay. Uh, ninety-seven, ninety-eight, 
99, and 01-02, he was with Detroit. Okay. Um, he played 184 games in the playoffs, making the finals three times and winning it every single time, like I said. And uh, you could argue that he blogs lower because he was kind of a poophead, but I don't care what you say. I look no. at the stats, I look at the cups. He sits at 24. There's a, there's an art to being an agitator. Yeah. To, to where you can get guys to take a penalty and not get one yourself. Yep. That's an art. And yep. he was one of the best. He definitely was one of the best. I didn't, and I didn't like that because he was never on my team. If he had been on yeah. my team, I'd be like, yeah, go rile him up. Yeah. You would have, you would have loved it if he was on your team. Yep. Uh, that's what I always say. You love them when they're on your team and you like the Tom Wilson. Yes. Tap fans love him. Yes. Yeah, everyone else hates him. Yes. Uh, 23. 23. Pa- Patty Kane. Patty uh, Kane. There he is. Only current player on this list this week. Uh, he he's played 16 years in the NHL and is currently in his 17th with the Red Wings. Uh, he's played 15 and a half years with Chicago and half a year with the Rangers. Uh, he and plus this year with the Wings. He sits at currently as when I wrote this up, which was yesterday, which he's not playing. So these are correct stats. Uh, 1,199 <laughs> games. It's hard doing. It's hard doing current D yeah, players. It they, is like with the Matthews one. He's already surpassed what I said he was when well, we did the yeah, podcast. That's okay. So uh, he sits at. 1,199 games played, putting up 1,253 points with 458 goals, which is surprising, and mm-hmm. 795 assists, that he has more assists than goals. Um, he's, he's had two seasons of 100-plus points and never scored less than double-digit goals. Uh, he won the Calder mm. in uh, his rookie year in 07-08, the Smythe in uh, 12-13, an Art Ross, a Ted Lindsay, and a Hart, all in 2015-2016 season. Plus, four all-star nominations. He's a three-time Stanley Cup champion with Jonathan Taves and Duncan Keith uh, mm-hmm. helping him out in all three. He's also a prominent postseason performer. He made the playoffs 11 times in his 17 or 16-and-a-half-year career, uh, missing it this year more than likely. He made the play, uh, made the finals three times, like we said. Um, he put up 138 points in 143 playoff games. And all this brings me to think that Patrick Kane deserves to be on this list and where he ended up, 23. 23. That's right good. behind two Penguin greats. Uh, so this number 22, can you guess? Yarmir Yager. Larry Murphy. Oh, Larry Murphy. Murph, man. There he is. I don't know if they call him that, but Smurf. Or I would call him Murph the Smurf. He looks like a Smurf. <laughs> He's a freaky looking dude. If you've seen, if you look at pictures of Larry Murphy, yeah, thing that nightmares are made of. Uh, Larry Murphy has 1,217 points in 615 games um, as a defenseman. He's scored 288 goals and 929 assists, and plus he's a four-time champion, Stanley Cup champion, and a three-time All Star. Um, he uh, he made the playoffs in 20 times out of his 21-year career, so better than Shanny. Uh, he played 215 games in the postseason and scored 152 points, having a all-time postseason plus minus of plus 201. Oh all time, gosh. you add up his postseason record, and that's what he has. Um, he wow. he has been he has played on five different teams, so you know you kind of knock that against him. But yep. I looked it up and went deeper, and he never hit free agency. All the five different teams he played on, he got traded to. Mm-hmm. He got traded from, let me see if I can remember. I don't have it written down, but he got traded from Pittsburgh. He got traded from Dallas. He got traded from, played for the Rangers, I think, Maple Leafs, and Washington. Those were the teams he played on. Okay. And uh, he got traded up from all of those. So uh, 
I don't know if I weighed that against him as heavily as I should have or more than I should have, but he sits so, at 22. So he won two cups with Pittsburgh. Who were the other two teams he won a cup with? It's a good question. I believe he didn't win it with Toronto, obviously, because Toronto is Toronto. Um, I can look better. Larry Murphy Stanley Cup championships. Uh, yeah, uh, two with Pittsburgh and two with Detroit. So he played with Detroit. I didn't. That's right. Say that, that's right. Think. That's right. That's right. That's right. Let me see if I can figure out it. Yeah, he played for Toronto, that. Detroit, Minnesota. Oh, he played on six teams. I lied. I'm sorry. Bum, bum, bum. Six teams: Washington, Pittsburgh, Detroit, L.A., Minnesota, North Stars, and Toronto. Okay, not in that order. Right. But he got traded to every team he played on. All right. He got so, traded from the Kings to Washington, Washington to the North Stars, North Stars to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh to Toronto. Oh, I might have lied there. He did. He did get. He didn't get traded to Toronto. To left Pittsburgh, went to Toronto. I lied there, guys. I'm sorry. But anyway, your heart's in the right place. There you go. <laughs> it is in the right place. Larry Murphy, 22. All right, 21. Yarmir you Yager. know who this is because we talked about this. Yes. Yager. See, that's Yager. Not there. Who do you think that is? Where's Where's Yager? Right here between Shanahan and St. Louis. Oh. Well, then who the heck is that? I don't know. You'll find out. And well, I guess we'll find out later. I think that's next week's guy, too. Uh, Yager, mainstay in the hockey world, and is still playing. Oh, that's... Okay, never mind. Continue. Who do you think that is? <laughs> never mind. Continue. It? It's got to be Gino. It? It's got to be Gino because there's not another penguin on this list. Other than Sid, he, uh, Gino could be wearing white. Um, oh, yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, Nine hundred twenty-one points in seventeen thirty-three games, seven hundred sixty-six goals, and a one thousand one hundred fifty-five assists. Personal hardware looks like five hot Rosses, one heart, three Ted Lindsay's, and one Bill Masterton for comeback player of the year. Yep. In the playoffs, he's made it eighteen years out of the twenty-four that he played. Um. Averaging playing in 208 games or playing in eight, 208 games, averaging 0.96 points per game. Uh, in his first two years in the league, he won two cups, riding the coattails of Mario Lemieux. And then Lemieux, you know, left, retired. What else did Yager do? Nothing. Playoff wise, nothing. He played another 22 years and never sniffed another final until 20, 2012, 2013, making it with Boston and then losing it. Mm-hmm. But he was riding coattails then. I looked it up. He was like the seventh highest scorer on that Boston team behind, you know, Bergey, Pester, not Pester, Bergeron, Marchand, and those guys. So, yes, Yager was great in the post uh, regular season. Great regular season performer. Put up monster stats. Long longevity. Mm-hmm. But he was, he could never lead a team to the yeah. finals. It's true. Never. It's true. And so, because of that, like, I, I struggled with this putting him at 21 because, you know, Yager's, Yager, right? Yeah. But but the he's, leadership he's, aspect he, yeah. of the cup, the lacking of the cups is what it is. Like he's won it right. first two years, then nothing else. So I, would think, I would think Yager has to be on the Mount Rushmore of, of Penguins players. Oh, for sure. I be, like, I, I think it's... When I, you look at it. I think it's Mario, Sid, Gino, and Yager. I think it's got to be those Gino? four. Um, what about Marion Hosa? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think it would be those four. I don't think, I don't think there's anybody else that would really, 
I mean, probably maybe a goalie, maybe Ron like, Francis, may, maybe, Tom maybe Ron Francis, Tom Barrasso, maybe Mark Andre Fleury. I don't know, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm 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 more partial to Thomas Grice putting him up there on the Mount Rushmore, but you know, no, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's the list uh, for today. We got uh, Jerome again, LeBrandon Shanahan, Patrick Kane, Larry Murphy, and then Yarmir Yager. Nice. If you have any arguments? Take it up with uh, the complaint department. Yes, so, it's not me. <laughs> but there you go. We will have twenty through sixteen next week. All right, sounds good, man. Well I done. We'll find out who this little guy here is, and then maybe this guy over here. Maybe this guy here. That's, Maybe this guy here. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. We get it. We get it. Thanks. Uh-huh. Uh, well done. <laughs> well done. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Proud of you. That's a, that's a, that's not easy to do. So it's been a fun, been a fun project. Made me rethink my hockey knowledge. Yeah. Which is sure. good. For sure. All right. Good. All right. Good random crap. So uh, it is random. That's for sure. All right. Time for predictions. Prediction time. Okay. What happened last week? I Let's, think Andrew had a pretty good week, if I remember correctly. Andrew had a good week. Um, Jim kind of separated himself from Abby a little bit this week. Yeah. Um, Abby, Abby went, and I are tied now in points. Yes. Abby went two for five. Andrew went three for five. Jim went four for five. So the, the scores as okay, they stand. Sorry. Just hold. Hold. Wait. Wait a second. We have to talk about this. Why? My Nashville Predators. Yes. I supported them. Yes, you did. I went against everything I believed in in supporting my Nashville Predators. Like, yeah, it, you, you guys kind of put on an intervention for me in picking them. I, I backed off a little bit, and I got a couple right. I nailed a couple. I also f- failed a couple. But then this week we had them against Ottawa. Yeah, I picked them, and I got the notifications up three nothing halfway through the game. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm riding. I'm riding high. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the week. They kind of blew no. it. They kind of blew no, it. No, the for Senators you. scored four unanswered, <laughs> won it in overtime. <laughs> How? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. I was mad. Yeah. I was upset at that. Anyway. I, I would be too. I would be too. Um, I could have had a four for five week. I don't think I've had one of those yet this year. Looking looking at uh overall prediction totals for for us as a team. Uh we went sixty percent this week. Uh to, uh total for the year. We're fifty fifty three point three percent. Um so I mean it was it was a good week for Andrew and Jim, both uh, Andrew at sixty, Jim at eighty percent. Um, so I mean that's that's where it stands. So so uh, Boston, Philadelphia, we all picked Boston. Boston won that game six to two. Washington, Dallas, we all picked Dallas. Dallas won that game five four in overtime. That was a close one. That one mm-hmm. sphincter clincher. Yep, yep. Uh, Toronto, Winnipeg, uh, we could probably throw that game out. We all picked Winnipeg, and Toronto wound up winning that game. And then, and then Montreal, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh won that game three, two in overtime. And here's the funny thing, both the Toronto game and the Montreal game, Abby picked the right score, but the wrong winner. So it was three, two in overtime. Abby had Montreal winning at three, two in overtime. Uh, Abby had Winnipeg winning four to two and Toronto won four to two. So kind of a, kind of a crazy, crazy week for abs. Uh, she could have, she could have actually distanced herself quite a lot. She could have been in the lead, uh, had those two games kind of went the other way, but they didn't. And it is what it is. And then, uh, the game Andrew was referring to Nashville at Ottawa, yes. Ottawa wins four, three in overtime. Uh, Jim, the only one who picked that game. What the heck Nashville? So what the, the heck the standings as of, uh, the end of week 17, Jim leads uh, at 48, and Andrew and Abby are tied for second at 44. So still, still close. 
Still close. Anything Still can happen. Still anyone's game. Yep, anything can happen. All right, so here are this. Here are the week eighteen predictions. Again, uh, coming off of All Star Week, uh, no games really on the schedule until Monday. So uh, the first game that we're going to be picking this week is Monday the fifth at seven p.m. New York Islanders at Toronto. The second game is Tuesday at seven. Uh, Winnipeg at Pittsburgh, and then another Tuesday at seven game Dallas at Buffalo. And then on Wednesday, we're picking Minnesota at Chicago. That's kind of a a meh game, I know, but uh, it was on the schedule. So uh, then Thursday uh, at 7, Vancouver at Boston. I will be very interested to hear Andrew's pick on this game as well. Uh, We have Abby's picks. She, uh, I... I picked mine because I had to pick first and then Abby sent hers in and uh, we have those inputted into the list. And so I will be sharing those as we go as well. So Andrew, you get last pick since you were in last place the week before. Now you're tied, but you still get last pick. Okay. Sounds good. All right, man. So here's the first game, New York Islanders at Toronto. I'm taking Toronto in this game to win four to three. Uh, Abby is taking the Islanders to win three to two. Actually, I'm saying four, four to three in overtime. And then Abby's taking the New York Islanders three to two. Andrew, who do you have? I'm going to go Toronto by score of three to one. Three to one. Okay. Next game is Winnipeg at Pittsburgh. I am actually, and, and as much as it pains me to do this, I'm picking Winnipeg to win this game big five to two. Um, I think they come in and I hope I'm wrong. You know, this is one of those games where picking Winnipeg, um, I'm not going to be disappointed either way. This game goes down, but I think Winnipeg wins this game five to two. Abby has Pittsburgh winning this game four, three in overtime. It seems like Pittsburgh takes games to overtime a lot lately. And she's thinking that that will continue. So who you have Andrew winning this one. I also have Pittsburgh in overtime three to two. Three to two in overtime. Okay. Yep. Next game is Dallas Ball- at Buffalo. No, Dallas at Buffalo. Um, I'm taking Dallas to win this game five three. Abby also taking Dallas to win this game four to one. Andrew, who you got? Uh, Dallas to win four to one. Okay, same as Abby. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, this this game's going to be tough to pick, I think. Uh, Minnesota at Chicago. I went back and forth on this, but realizing Connor Bedard is out for an extended period, um, I think Minnesota wins this game three to one. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be like two to one at near the end, and Minnesota is going to get an empty netter uh, to put it away three to one. So uh, Abby has Chicago winning this game four to two. Um, without Bedard, I just don't see this team. I mean, again, it's Minnesota, but I don't know. But she has Chicago winning four to two. Andrew, who you have? Uh, the score's five to one in favor of the Blackhawks. Wow, Chicago five to one. Okay, and then finally, this is the game I'm interested to hear Andrew's take on. We have uh, Vancouver at Boston. I'm taking Vancouver to win this game five four in overtime. Abby's taking Vancouver as well to win three two in overtime. Who do you got, Andrew? Um, see, this is the Andrew Bull of my secondary teams. Um, mm-hmm. It's tough, but I think Vancouver's got the talent. I think they do. I think Vancouver's going to win 4-2. to two. 
In, oh, wow. Okay. So Andrew's picking this game in regulation. All right. So here are our predictions for this week. Game one, New York Islanders at Toronto. Andrew and Jim both have Toronto. Andrew three to one. Jim four, three in overtime. Abby has the Islanders winning three to two. Winnipeg at Pittsburgh. Jim's picking Winnipeg five to two. Andrew and Abby are picking Pittsburgh in overtime. Andrew three to two. Abby four to three. Dallas at Buffalo. Everybody's picking Dallas. Andrew and Abby are both picking Dallas at four to one. And Jim's picking Dallas five to three. Game four, Minnesota at Chicago. Andrew and Abby are both picking Chicago. Andrew five to one, Abby four to two. Jim's got Minnesota winning this game three to one. And finally, Vancouver at Boston. Everybody's picking Vancouver. Andrew four to two, Abby three to two in overtime. Jim five to four in overtime. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your prediction contest for this week. Now, quick, uh, quick guess here. Uh, who, which team of the all-star teams do you like to win the all-star weekend t- tonight or this afternoon? Uh, this afternoon. Yeah. Um, I, I got to look up the rosters though. Like I don't, uh, it's a good question. Uh, man, they, I, doing the draft, it's tougher. Because before it was like, yeah, yeah, what the, what you know, like, it's not hard. So, so, so Team Hughes has Jack and Quinn Hughes. No, Jack's not playing. Well, Quinn Hughes, um, Elias Peterson, Peterson, Kucherev, Thatcher Demko, Kyle Con- Kyle Connor, Brady Kachuk, uh, Jesper Bratt, Cam Talbot, Brock Besser, J.T. Miller, Frank Vitrano. That's you don't Team Hughes. Yeah. Team Matthews has Matthews, Riley, Nylander, Marner, Ottinger, Keller, Barzell, Shusterkin, Forsberg, Flip, Philip Forsberg, uh, Debrinkat, and Trocek. Team mm-hmm. McKinnon has McKinnon, Makar, Crosby, Georgiev, Kaprizov, Sebastian Ajo, Tom Wilson, Jeremy Swayman, Travis Konechny, Elias Lindholm, and Oliver Bjorkstrand. And then Team McDavid is uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, Connor Hallebuck, David Pasternak, Rasmus Dahlin, Robert Th- Thomas, Sam Reinhart, Sergei Bobrovsky, Boone Jenner, Nick Suzuki, and Thomas Hurdle. Which of those four teams do you like the best? Yeah. Uh, man, it's hard it to not hard. pick McKinnon's team. It is. I mean, Swayman and Gorgiev. Yeah, I think if if they had gotten if they had gotten maybe, I don't know. I, I think I might have picked instead of Gorgiev. I would think I would have picked a better goalie there. But yeah, but it, it, see, that's what's tough is like their their teams are. You kind of feel like a a loyalty to pick your your teammates, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, but they do have Swayman. I think Swayman is pretty. I agree. I agree. And it depends on how they play, how they play Swayman. Like if they play Swayman to, you know, to, to anchor them at the end of the game, I think they got a good chance, but yeah. But also I do like the, the Austin Matthews team as well. I do too. I do. I think they've got a really good, I think, I think it'll be between blue and gold. 
but I, I think yeah. I'll pick gold. I'll take gold. I think you mean the, the blue and maize. <laughs> the blue and maize. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Okay, yeah. okay. Let's not, let's not alienate a bunch of people. RIP. Ohio State. Harbaugh. 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 Oh, yeah, Harbaugh's, Harbaugh's in Angeles, uh, yeah. San Diego now, or uh, Los, so, Los Angeles. So I'll take I'll take McKinnon, you take Matthews. We'll see how it shakes out. Okay, so. all right, fair enough. Okay, man. Good luck losing. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. All right, uh, so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Pens and Stuff podcast. Uh, minor detail, uh, Sean Monahan goes to Winnipeg for a first and a third uh, from, from uh, the Habs. So... There's that. Not Some trade thing. deadline stuff. Uh, or trades, I guess. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Pen Stuff Podcast. Please follow us where you can on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, links in the bio. Um, make sure to stay tuned for some uh, exciting news uh, about a, a possible website and merchandise. So, uh, awesome. until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. Uh, let's go, Pens. Let's for Abby, let's go, Pens. Go. Let's freaking go. Boys. <laughs>